Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 41 of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. Thirdly, do your best to root out those vices that beget and nourish hypocrisy and to plant in their room those graces which produce and strengthen uprightness. The chief vices are ignorance and unbelief, self-love, pride, and an irresolved and unsettled heart, unstable and not firmly resolved what to choose, whereby it wavers and is divided between two objects dividing the heart between God and something else, Zephaniah 1.5, either false gods, a man's self, or the world. Whence it is that the scriptures call a hypocrite a man that has a heart and a heart, one that is double-minded, James 4.8. The graces are a right knowledge of God and of his will and faith in him, self-denial, humility, and lowly-mindedness, stability, and singleness of heart towards God. For the more clear light you can get into your mind, the more truth you will have in your will. And when you can so deny yourself that you can quite renounce yourself and first give yourself to Christ and unto God, 2 Corinthians 8, 5, 10, 11, then there will follow readiness of mind and heartiness of will to do whatsoever may please God. Also, the more humility you have in your mind, the more uprightness you will have in your heart. For while the soul is lifted up, that man's heart is not upright in him, saith God, Habakkuk 2.4. Lastly, when your eye is single and your heart one and undivided, you will not allow yourself to be in part for God and in part for mammon, Matthew 6.22-24. In part for God and in part for your lusts, whether of the flesh or of the world or of the pride of life, you will not give your name and lips to God and reserve your heart for the world, the flesh, or the devil. But by your will, God shall be all in all unto you. Fourthly, if you would be in earnest and in truth, against sin and for goodness. You must represent sin to your thoughts as the most hurtful, hateful, and most loathsome thing in the world. Genesis 39.9 And must represent the obeying and doing of God's will unto your mind as the best and most profitable, most amiable, 
most sweet and excellent thing in the world. Psalm 19, 7, 8, 11, 119, 72. Hereby you may affect your heart with a thorough hatred and loathing of sin and with an hearty love and delight in God's commandments. Psalm 119, 97. If you do this, you cannot choose but shun sin and follow after that which is good, not in pretense only, but in deed and in truth with all your heart. For a man is always hearty against what he truly hates and for what he dearly loves. Fifthly, if you would be sincere and do all your actions for God's glory and for his sake, you must, by the light of God's word and works, fully inform and persuade yourself of God's sovereignty and absoluteness and that because he is the first absolute and chief good, he must needs be the last, the absolute and chief end of all ends. For he, that is, the Alpha, must needs be the Omega of all things. Revelation 1.8 Since all things are of God, Romans 11.36, and since he made all things for himself, Revelation 4, 11. Therefore, you should, in all things you do, be upright, intending God's glory as your principal and ultimate end in all things. 1 Corinthians 10, 28, 31. Sixthly, consider often and seriously that how close and secret soever hypocrisy may lurk, yet it cannot be hid from the eyes of God with whom you have to do and before whom you walk. Hebrews 4, 12, 13. Who will bring every secret thing to judgment? Ecclesiastes twelve fourteen. Wherefore, Take continual notice that you are in the sight of God that made your heart. Psalm 94, 9 through 11. Who requires truth of heart? Psalm 51, 6. And who perfectly knows the guile or truth of your heart? This will much further your uprightness for who can dare to promote and assemble in the presence of his Lord and judge, who knows his dissimulation better than himself. Seventhly, unite yourself more and more strongly unto your head, Christ Jesus, by faith and love. Continually renounce your own wisdom, righteousness, and strength, that you may every day be more and more united unto him. Grow daily in faith and hope in him, from whence you shall more and more partake of his fullness.
Philippians 3, 8, etc. Even grace for grace, John 1, 12 and 16. For the measure of your uprightness will usually be in proportion to your faith. For in proportion, as the branch partakes more of the vine, so it draws more virtue and bears more good fruit. John 15, 5. Eighthly, you must, with an holy jealousy of the deceitfulness of your heart, examine yourself often, not only of what you have done and now do, but of the motives and ends of your religious actions, as was before directed in the marks of uprightness. Lay yourself often to the rule of uprightness, that is, the will of God, and, finding yourself defective, study and labor to amend and be upright, and that to the utmost of your power. Ninthly, excuse that measure of uprightness which you have and be more thankful for the little you have than discouraged as many are because they have no more. If you find yourself upright, be abundantly thankful and resolve to keep and increase it by all means. Keep your heart thus with all diligence Proverbs 4.23 Then, as all other graces, so this of uprightness will increase in the using. Tenthly and lastly, use the means of all means. The Catholicon for all graces, which is prayer. Think not to gain uprightness by the power of your own might, but in the sense of your insufficiency, repair often to God by prayer, even to him who made your heart, in whose hands your heart is, who best knows the crooked windings and turnings of your heart, who only can amend and rectify your heart, who because he delights in an upright heart and has commanded you to seek it in the humble use of his means, will assuredly give it. Thus prays David, Renew, O Lord, a right spirit within me. Psalm 51.10 And let my heart be sound in thy statutes. Psalm 119.80 Chapter 12 of Lawful Care and of Freedom from Anxious Care. When you have thus exercised a holy care to walk with God in uprightness, according to the foregoing directions, it remains that you free yourself of all other care and that you rest holily secure in God, enjoying your most blessed peace with him according to the divine direction. Be careful 
for nothing, etc. Philippians 4, 6, etc. The care which is commanded and carefulness which is forbidden differ thus. Lawful care is an act of wisdom, whereby after that a person has rightly judged what he ought to do, what not, what good he is to pursue, and what evil is by him to be shunned or removed. He, accordingly, with more or less intention and eagerness of mind, as the things to be obtained or avoided are greater or less, is careful to find out and diligent to use lawful and fit means for the good and against the evil, and that, with all circumspection, that he may omit nothing which may assist him, nor commit anything that may hinder him in his lawful designs, which, when he has done, he rests quiet and cares no further, casting all care of success upon God, to whom it belongs, expecting a good issue upon the use of good means, yet resolving, howsoever, to submit his will to God's will, whatsoever the success shall be. This concludes episode 41 of Henry Scudder's The Christian's Daily Walk.